Well, happy Mother's Day. If uh, your kids forgot to tell you or forgot to go get you something, we have treats for you today. We want to honor you, um, but I want to just put a little plug in that we don't just honor biological mothers today on Mother's Day. And some of you in here, maybe your adoptive moms, your foster moms, your grandmothers, you are aunts that take on the role of moms, um, or you love like a mother, or maybe there's some young ladies in here and one day you want to be a mom today, we want to honor you because we know that you have a specific and special role, and there's just something special about a woman and about a mother's love, and so we honor you today, we celebrate you, and we want you to know that we're in your corner, and we support you. Um, Today, I hope that you leave knowing that you are loved, that you're not alone, and you're valued, and your kids that you have influence in on at home and here at church and in the community, they need you. They need all of the support and love and hugs that they can get, and uh, we just want to remind you today that you're doing well and that um, we're here fighting for you and with you. It takes a village, and... Um, We've been here almost exactly eight months because we came just shortly after Ainsley was born, and she was eight months old yesterday. And we were, um, I was on staff at a church in northwest Arkansas where he mentioned some teenagers that I've been able to um, be a part of their lives. I had a group of like 10 teenage girls that she, uh, or they just, they loved to come over to the house and have sleepovers. If I ever needed anything at all, they were right there to help out after school, or they'd beg to, like, skip school when we would have different things going on at the church, or um, whenever I told them that I was pregnant, I mean, you would have thought that I gave them a million dollars. They were so excited, and all these people in our church that were just so excited and ready to support us. And to be honest, there was a secret fear that I had when we were moving here because I was like, I'm leaving this group of several, really several hundred people from our church and our community that I know I could call at any minute. Seth's work was so supportive and all these ladies who wanted to be there uh, for us and for Ainsley. And we were moving here where I didn't know anybody. And it was, a, that was a really hard thing for me whenever we were talking about coming here. And I didn't really want to um, express those fears because I knew this is where God was leading us, but it was hard. But my fears were quickly erased because as soon as we came here, we were so incredibly embraced and loved. And like, there's just a girl taking care of my baby this morning. And that's what happens every week when we come on Sundays or Wednesdays or any church events. I know that we're here with a community of people who love us and who love our baby and who support us. And um, I, first of all, I want to thank you for that. But if you're here this morning and you feel like maybe sometimes you're doing it alone, I want you to be reminded that you're not. If you're a single mother, would you stand here in this room? We got Stacy here. Would you guys give her a hand? <laughs> Pastor Seth. We have a gift for you, Stacy. some roses, and we just want you to uh, know that we care for you. And um, they're trying to leave... The house with a kid, I've learned over the last eight months, is sometimes a total disaster. 
And when Seth is here uh, at home, you know, it's so much easier because we're like double teaming things, you know, and I'll do this, I'll grab this if you grab this, and I'm not dressed yet, so you get Ainsley and blah, blah, blah. And uh, when he's been gone before, I just want to stay home because it's a whole lot easier to not go anywhere whenever you're trying to do it on your own. So uh, today, Stacey, we want to honor you because um, sometimes it is really difficult and uh, thank you for, for being a mom who loved your kids. And uh, we just want you guys to know this morning that we care very deeply about you. Would you turn in your Bibles to Esther chapter 4, verses 14 through 16? As you turn in your scripture there, we have it on the screen too. What's going on here in Esther is, um, if you aren't familiar with the story, Esther is this Jewish girl who had been chosen to be queen after a lengthy, elaborate process. She had to jump through all these hoops, and, and it was a miracle, really, that she even came into this position of being the queen. And in chapter 3 Esther of Esther, a man named Haman gets the king's approval to essentially destroy the Jewish people. The king was unaware that Esther was a Jewish girl that had been kept secret, and um, Haman hated the Jewish people, and he wanted them completely erased. And he used some cunning words and, and some deceit to get the king to decide to sign this decree where the Jewish people were going to be wiped off. And Esther's uncle, Mordecai, knows that the hope of the Jewish people was with Esther. She's here in the palace, and even though it was a strained relationship with the king and and uh, it wasn't a, a contemporary husband and wife relationship where you can, I can approach Seth without requesting to approach Seth. That's not the case here in Esther. There had to be a process um, for Esther even to be able to speak with the king. But she had to make some kind of move because the lives of her people were at risk. So here in Esther 4 verse 14 it says, For if you keep silent... At this time, relief and deliverance will rise for the Jews. This is Mordecai talking from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. And who knows whether you have not come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Then Esther told them to reply to Mordecai, Go gather all the Jews to be found in Susa and hold a fast on my behalf. And do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my young women will also fast as you do. Then I will go to the king, though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much that you speak to us and you offer us hope and you give us the exact words that we need and the exact strength that we need and the wisdom that we need. We trust in you this morning. And Lord, I pray for every person in this room and especially the mothers in this room that they would leave knowing that you have a word for them. Lord, I pray that you would encourage us today and you would speak to us. We give you all the glory, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. So Esther was here in the palace, and she was playing a specific role. And I truly believe that God had placed her here in this season of her life and in this specific role because he was going to use her for really the life-saving measures that needed to happen for the Jewish people. Moms, you have been placed where you are to be the hope for your kids and for your family. 
You were created with a purpose, and God knows every battle that your family is going to face. Just like Haman was using deceitful words, and he twisted things around so that the king would sign sign this decree to wipe off the Jewish people, there is an enemy that's coming against your family, and all he wants to do is use some deceitful tactics and some words that will be cunning and conniving so that your family will not serve Jesus, so that your family will be defeated. But I want you to know this morning you have a purpose, and that purpose is to fight for your family. The enemy wants you to feel defeated, without hope, too tired, and too afraid to stand up. But you've got to be like Esther and say, if I perish, I perish. You must proclaim to the enemy, to your family and to your kids that you have influence on, that you will not go down without a fight because there is hope. There's a lot of pressure on being a mom, especially in this day and age where we have social media and Pinterest and all the things. There's this lie that moms are supposed to always have it together and look the part Our kids' parties and projects and costumes have to be the perfect Pinterest-inspired Instagram photo op. And somehow, Mom, you're supposed to find the time to put in your 40-plus hours at work. You're supposed to keep the house clean and cook all the meals and work out and keep your husband happy and keep the kids happy, have a social life, get eight-plus hours of sleep, have your nails and hair done all the time, be active on social media, get in your daily Bible reading, get your kids to church, keep your kids active in all the sports, all while looking super cute 100% of the time. And that is a lie. That's impossible. Those standards are impossible. And it's easy to fall into that trap where you think you got to work, work, work to keep up with all of those things because you look at someone else at work or someone else that you see at Walmart or you see all these pictures on social media and you think, well, they've got it figured out. I must be doing something wrong. But reality is you will never be able to keep up with all of those things that I just listed or even more things that we feel the pressure to do. These are impossible standards, and when and if you try to keep up with all of that or or other pressures that you put on yourself, at some point, something has to give. And almost every time, the first thing to go is the most important, and that's the spiritual part. The first time that that something comes up and it's been a busy weekend, well, the first thing to go is usually going to be coming to church because it's hard to get out of the house with all of your kids. Or, or it might be, I'm exhausted today, so I'll just do my Bible reading tomorrow. I, I can't really get it fit all in today. And that is a lie of the enemy. And that's something that the enemy wants to keep you trapped in because it's so easy to do it. And I'm not just saying that to you guys because you need to listen. I'm saying it to myself as well because it's easy to let all the other things that people see keep the priority, but the things that are unseen, like our spiritual walk with God, is something that you'll really have to answer for, and it is the most important. Your children, your grandchildren, your nieces and nephews, the kids who look up to you at church, at work, and in our community don't need all of the extras. They need you to be anchored in Jesus and full of hope. 
We have to say no to those impossible standards because our main focus has to be on Jesus. And even though I'm really specifically talking to moms here in this room, dads, this has to be a priority for you too, that you get your kids into church, that you walk with Christ every single day, that you stay anchored in him because you have to set the example for your kids to know exactly what kind of love Jesus has in store for them. There's really no pressure when it comes to representing Jesus because we don't have to do that on our own. We don't have to fight on a, in our own strength and we don't have to work in our own way to keep connected to Jesus. Deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 6 says, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Matthew 11.28 says, Come to me all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10 says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And Psalm 28, 7 says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts and I am helped. My heart exalts and with my song I give thanks to him. The Lord will give you strength to be the best mom that he created you to be. That being said, we must stay prayed up and we must stay filled up. Prayer is what keeps us sane. Prayer is the only thing that can keep us sane on a crazy morning and a crazy day. There's times that we just have to take a step back and go to Jesus. Prayer is what gives us hope for things to get better when things are going rough. Prayer has to be our go-to, not just for our kids' sake, but for our own sake. There is so much emphasis on self-care today, and, and that's important, and we hear about it. You know, we, we see ads about taking care of yourself, especially as a mom. That's, I feel like that's why a lot of times there's an emphasis on, on working out or, or getting some time away with your girlfriends and doing all those things. But the most important aspect of self-care is your spiritual life. You have to stay connected to Jesus a bottle of wine, retail therapy, venting to your friends, relationships with another man, or whatever else you may think of, that will, those things will never give you the answers and the peace that prayer will. Staying prayed up will also help you when offenses come your way because it's really easy to get offended, especially when we're trying to balance all these plates and do all the things. Then someone says the wrong thing about us or about our kid or about our hair or about our house, and it's really easy to just make that snap judgment or, or get really offended, and we carry that, and that takes place of God's place in our heart, and we start to move out God's part in our lives, and, and we say, oh, I, I don't like her. I, wanna, I don't want to spend time with her because she did blah 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 
or I don't want to be around him because, you know, I, I know some people that he dated or whatever, or, or I don't want to be around that lady because she said this about my kid. And it's so easy to get caught up in those offenses that we ignore what Jesus has taught us about forgiveness and taught us about love and taught us about mercy. And when we stay connected to Jesus, it's a whole lot easier to forgive and just move on from those offenses. We don't have room for that. When things seem to be falling apart, being prayed up will keep you standing firm because deep waters are not easily stirred. You've got to be deep waters planted so that when the smallest thing comes our way, it's not easy for us to get stirred up. Your kids don't need a mom who can keep it all together. They need a mom who goes to Jesus when things are falling apart. Your kids don't need to hear you gossiping. They need to hear you touching heaven. What you teach and show your family about prayer will be the most important thing that you can pass on to them. Mother Teresa said, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. But I would like to add, go home, love your family, and then teach them how to pray because that will carry them through the hardest times in their lives. This morning, we have a gift for all the ladies. Guys, if you would grab those. We have some roses for all of you. And uh, I want you to just look at this rose and think it's so beautiful like you are. Pastor Seth helped me cut thorns off of these roses. And... um, Sometimes we, I was thinking about the rose and and cutting those thorns, and uh, I think we have enough roses, guys, for just all the females in here. We should have enough for that. Sometimes we have to have a little bit of a sharp edge in our prayer closet. So when you look at this rose, you can think about that, but also I just really like flowers, so I just wanted to give you all flowers. So they're coming around to give you one of those. If we don't have enough there, yeah, the little girls can get one. If we don't have enough there, we have more in the lobby. I know some ladies don't like flowers because they die, but I love them. They're so beautiful, and they smell good. My mom used to work at a flower shop, and that was my favorite because I would just go in there and smell all the pretty flowers. So we have to stay prayed up, moms, but we also have to be filled up. Acts 1, 8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Everybody say, to the ends of the earth. That also includes your home. That also includes where you're living or right here in our church or in our community. You will be the witness of who Jesus is when you are filled with the Holy Spirit. When you don't know what to do or what to pray, the Holy Spirit is your key. When you're stressed or depressed, when you're overwhelmed, overcommitted, over it and through it, the Holy Spirit is who you need. You don't need to be filled with the Holy Spirit to make it to heaven, but you do need the Holy Spirit if you want all that God has in store for you and for your family. The Holy Spirit will give you wisdom and power and supernatural strength for all of the momming days ahead. 
Your kids or the kids you influence don't need you to be the cutest dress with the most beautifully contoured makeup. They don't need all the stuff that money can buy or a busy homeroom mom. They need the Holy Spirit in you. Your kids need a mom who is filled with the Holy Spirit. Your husband needs a mom who's filled with the Holy Spirit. Your boss needs an employee who's filled with the Holy Spirit. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives you that extra that you need. He gives you the hope when all is lost. He gives you joy when you can't quite get happy. You need the Holy Spirit. There are times that that come up in our family's lives that we don't know where else to turn. We don't know what else to do. And the Holy Spirit is here to guide you. And there's a whole lot that you have to learn from the Holy Spirit. He's going to help you. I have a friend who, um, she lives in Searcy, Arkansas, and several years ago, she's been married for several years, and she and her husband had been married for a few years, and they had started trying to have a baby, and she couldn't get pregnant, and, and she had prayed, and they were trying to get pregnant. They had gone to the doctor and, and really didn't have any answers, and one day in her prayer closet, God told her, gave her a promise that she was going to have a baby girl. And she, they kept trying to have a baby. They kept doing what the doctor was telling them to do, and, and she still didn't get pregnant. And personally, Seth and I walked that journey where I was told about two years ago that I would never be able to get pregnant. And um, if I were able to get pregnant, it would be about a 20% chance, and I would have to do um, infertility treatments and different things. And God gave us a promise and really, God spoke more to Seth than he did me. I was just kind of going through the motions, and, and God gave Seth a word that we were going to have a baby. And people began to speak over us and pray for us, and, well, we have a baby. So there's the answer to that story. But my friend, uh, Caitlin, she still is, hasn't gotten pregnant. She still has not had a baby but she started this company called Joyful Baking Company because whenever she received this promise from God that she was going to have a baby, she felt like they were supposed to name their baby girl Joy. So they even, they've bought things for their baby and, and they've, they're prepared for God to fulfill his promise. And sometimes it's really easy when God gives us a promise to give up if it doesn't happen on our timeline and in the way that we think that it should happen. But we have to be mindful and remember that God doesn't work on our clock. He has a plan in store, and he wants us to trust him with every step that we take. So my friend Caitlin started this company, Joyful Baking Company, and she has started making these macarons. And they, um, she makes hundreds every single week, and this business has grown. God's blessed her, and they use the money from this business making the macarons to bless other families. They uh, support foster families and do other things. I really am not sure all that they do, but they give thousands of dollars every year for families who have kids and who are in need. Meanwhile, she's still waiting on her promise to come. And I was actually talking to her the other day, and she said a couple months ago she got really discouraged because she, she's followed what God told her to do. She's giving, she's, you know, trusting in him, but she still hasn't had a baby. And she feels like that's what God told her. 
And God reminded her, Caitlin, if you had gotten pregnant when you wanted to get pregnant, then I wouldn't have been able to use you to bless all these thousands of families that you've been able to help. So I want you to take that word and apply it to whatever your story is. Because everyone in here has a hope and a dream. Or maybe you know you have a promise from God of something that you're waiting on him to fulfill. And I want you to be reminded this morning that if we tried to take things in our own hands and didn't trust Jesus with our lives, with our families, with our hopes and our dreams, then he wouldn't be able to fulfill all of the great and wonderful things that he has in store for us. So ladies, we have another gift for you. I have some macarons for you from Joyful Baking Company. And you are not allowed to share these with your kids at all. I gave some to my mom last night, and my brother instantly tried to grab them from her hand. And I was like, no, you are not allowed to have these. These are very yummy. They're uh, strawberry, lemon, and cookies and cream flavor. So you can enjoy those and hide them if you want to. But I want you to think about these and be reminded. Yeah, we have enough. I want you to be reminded that there is joy and there is hope even when things seem lost. And we remember that because we have the Holy Spirit in our lives and we have him guiding us. I want everyone to look up here as they're passing these out. Moms, you have an important role. And it can feel like a lot of pressure every day or you can be exhausted or the end of the day there's dishes in the sink and and there's laundry to be done and it feels like you have to do it all on your own, but you don't have to do it on your own because we're here with you. The Holy Spirit is here to guide you and you have a support system here in this community, right? And looking all around you. We love you and we want you to know that you have us fighting for you.